Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com, all brought to you by plainscoffee.com, or just plainscoffee. You go to plainscoffee.com to get your 10% off by entering the promo code BRAVES. And I've got Lindsey Crosby with me as always. And Lindsey, you got an article out, and apparently our farm system is absolutely awful, one of the worst <laughs> in baseball, and there's no future within the organization of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, yeah, so Baseball Prospectus put out their their farm system rankings. Didn't have great things to say about the Braves. And th- these are all coming. They all come early in the spring. But the, co- the consensus is going to be, like, no, it's not an amazing farm system. And I've got a column coming out. This is Thursday. I've got a column coming out later today. It's kind of asking, like, does it matter if you mm. have a bad farm system? And I think that it, sometimes we we get prideful when people say the farm system's bad. Mm. And to me, like in a vacuum, if you compare Atlanta's talent in their farm system to a lot of other teams, yes, Atlanta's talent in a vacuum is below a lot of other farm systems. But the strengths of Atlanta's system, definitely right-handed pitching, definitely guys who could potentially be frontline starters. I have like five or six in my head right now who could be playoff starters for this team out of the farm system, just in the top 10. Uh, And then the weaknesses, I feel like it's not a bad system for this team to have. If the Oakland A's had this farm system, they would be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, But the Braves, because of the uniqueness of our major league roster in the situation where everybody's under team control for three or four more years, you don't have a ton of offensive spots to fill and the spots that are going to open up are the first ones that'll open up will be shortstop in three seasons mm-hmm. and will be your backup catcher potentially as soon as 25 or 26. And then your DH as soon as 25 or 26. And like for at least two of those three, you can see where Atlanta's got multiple options that they're trying to figure out. Will this guy work or not for, uh, for that role? Right. And so, in a vacuum compared to everybody else, it's not a great system. But for the Atlanta Braves, it is good enough because you've been able to make your Major League roster better through promoting Michael Harris. For a while, you had Von Grissom in there. And then you've been able to go get impact Major League performers with trade chips, whether it's big pieces like going and get Matt Olson and Sean Murphy, or it's small pieces like you made the trades for Jared Kelnick, you made a trade for Chris Sale using Von Grissom. You've been able to send other pitching prospects that were farther away to get multiple years of team control of major leaguers. Like it's it's a good system for what Atlanta needs. And so I'm hesitant to say it's bad. When you compare it to the others, it's not great. But in a vacuum, it works out perfectly fine for what Atlanta needs. And it, it, it astonishes me when people talk about it. And I, I've told you this before. I think people fantasize about a great farm system because you have the Buster Olneys of the world and you know the 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 people the talking heads that go as soon as they go to an organization you know they'll go oh but their farm system's fantastic but what does that get you Lindsay because I I said before you know if if Michael Harris II were still in the farm system then it'd be great but we need him at the major league level and he's a major league level ball player so you may get Pitching, yes, you do need pitchers in the farm system because you never know when an arm's going to be bad. I think the Braves have found that out in recent history. Yeah. However, but as far as position players and hitters, there's so much that can be done now with trades and with free agency, and everybody mm-hmm. has a DH now as opposed to the way it used to be. So you can bring a guy in just for that alone. And so I, 
I, I, it's odd when somebody says, oh, their farm system's not great. Yeah, but they have the best lineup in baseball. Yeah. So that's like why the farm system's not great because their good players are playing at the major league. All those guys are young. Arcia, Acuna, Michael Harris is second. Like they're all, they they could all be in the farm system. I think they've got so like, what, like what, one guy over the age of 30? Like yeah. in, in the road, like in their defensive lineup. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing here is we have to remember the goal of the farm system is not to accumulate as much talent as possible. The goal of the farm system is to make the major league team better. Mm-hmm. And our farm system has done that arguably better than any other farm system in baseball. Because if you look at that roster, almost everybody on the Braves that's a starter uh, either came up through the system, Acuna, Albies, Riley, you know, or oh, Michael Harris, or it's a guy who Atlanta used prospects to go out and acquire. Like, Mm. your farm system built your entire major league roster. Alex Anthopoulos extended them. And then your farm system is still in a position through good drafting and development to supplement where you need, which is starting pitching. Uh, And then in the future, in a couple years, you're going to need some position players to slot in as backups and role players. And that's what you have coming through. So it's, it's, it's good for what Atlanta needs. And it did its job. And if you look at the farm system and the team together as a whole, it was a really, really good pairing and combination for a long time. We've seen it. Um, you know, you, you've done some work with the Biscuits through the Rays organization. You've seen some mm-hmm. good players that come through there. But the funny part is, is they're not good enough to make it to the next level. You know, if somebody says, oh, well, they got this really good guy in double A. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. He's been there for six years and he still hasn't yeah. made a major league roster. So that <laughs> they, so so. I mean, yeah. I'm, that's great that he's good at double-A. Any of you see the movie Bull Durham? Crash Davis stayed <laughs> in the minors his entire career. He's a great yeah. catcher, but he was also there for a reason. Yeah, and and having great prospects doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to be good at the major league level. The Cubs have one of the best systems in baseball. They didn't make the postseason last year. The okay. Orioles have the best system in, in, in baseball, but because they were not willing to make any trades for impact players at the deadline – they were knocked out just as quickly as Atlanta was. Mm. And they go into this year still needing pitching and still needing other things at the major league level, whereas Atlanta's pretty much set. The Brewers, one of the top farm systems in baseball, they didn't go very far in the playoffs either. And they don't have the pitching coming up in their farm system to replace Brandon Woodruff or Freddie Peralta or Corbin Burns. And so at least Atlanta, who has a bad system, has a system that's configured correctly for your major league needs. You could lose Max Fried and Charlie Morton after next year. You've got a Hurston Waldrop, an AJ smith Shaver, right. a Spencer Schwellenbach. Guys, you can fold into that rotation as soon as next season on a full-time basis to get you through. Like, at least the strengths of the farm system and the weaknesses of the major league roster line up together. And so because of that, I'm going to say it's one of the better Farm system, major league roster pairings in baseball. And one reason it probably gets the distinction as not a good farm system, you said his name just a while ago, Alex Anthopoulos. He doesn't sit on the players like a mother hen, like you're talking about like the Orioles do. Prospect hugging, yeah. And so they he he sees a need, an Olsen, a Murphy, and he goes, all right, well, we got these guys. We'll send them somewhere else. I mean, you saw him do it this year with Grissom. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when everybody – you had a lot of people that wanted to covet Grissom and wanted to hold on to him. A lot of fans did. And you and I have been saying the whole time, the entire year, we're like, we got we got to use him, like, right yeah. now. 
while he's hitting 290, let's let's use him and send him somewhere. And that's exactly what took place. So I think that it also it it, it, it depends on what your clubhouse management does and your 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 GMs and your Alex Anthopoulos of the world. Uh, if they're going to covet those players, it does no good. It doesn't do the team any any good. And as you said best, uh, it, it is there to make the team better. So if it's not mm-hmm. doing that, Orioles, Cubs then it's just not doing you any good. So congratulations on your blue ribbon for getting your great farm system. Uh, what did that get you, Baltimore? Yeah. The same place we are. <laughs> exactly. Or Cubs. What did that get? It got you got a really expensive Dansby Swanson and almost last place in Major League Baseball as far See, as the National League was concerned. That's the that's like the unspoken part that we're not really discussing is look at a lot of those teams. Orioles accepted from this but like they've had to go and supplement with top tier free agents right dansby Mm -hmm. swanson you look at the padres who didn't have a great farm system and they've had to sign a bunch of players to above market deals atlanta hasn't had to do that because the farm system was strong enough to make trades and you had a gm that was good enough to Mm -hmm. fleece some other squad some other teams to get impact pieces so that to me Again, I'm going to think of it as the pairing of Major League roster and farm system for the Braves. The synergy there is really good. You guys should go try out Plains Coffee, plainscoffee.com. Use promo code BRAVES. Get 10% off straight to your doorstep. Don't roast the own beans until they have your order, all right? So every order roasted and shipped same day. It is plainscoffee.com. Again, promo code BRAVES to get your 10% off. Different flavors that you can get as well. I know that it's not fall, but they do have pumpkin spice. I know that. Yeah, my wife drinks it year round, buddy. Yeah, everybody, every, uh, exactly. My wife drinks it year round as well. But they also have just regular coffee as well as they have uh, different caramels, different flavors, mocha, any sort of type chocolate. So go to plainscoffee.com, promo code BRAVES, get your 10% off today. All right, Lindsay, the, this has been a topic in Major League Baseball. Uh, MLB Network has been covering it. Uh, there have been very uh, various printing organizations that have covered it, uh, various pods that have covered it, but it seems the two teams that everybody loves to talk about is the Braves and Dodgers. So mm-hmm. uh, who's better? Braves or Dodgers right now because Major League Baseball is kind of giving the edge to the Braves for the same reason that you and I have given the edge to the Braves, a lineup. Yeah, it, it feels, okay, so I remember, I was frustrated about this, I remember right <laughs> after the Shohei Otani signing, there was a tweet from Major League Baseball, and they said, or maybe it was like Bleacher Report or somebody different, anyway, they said, is this the greatest lineup of all time? And I'm like, this isn't oh. the greatest lineup in MLB this season. Because it's not yet, yes, uh, Betts, Freeman, Otani is probably the most formidable one through three we've seen in modern baseball history. Yes, they're all MVP caliber players. But you have to play with nine guys batting every night. And there's no way to tell me that you would rather have Teoscar Hernandez, Jason Hayward, and Gavin Lux batting seven through nine over... Uh, Jared Kelnick, Orlando Arcia, and Michael Harris batting seven through nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think the Braves lineup is better. I think both teams have good rotations that have injury issues. And I feel more comfortable about the top two for Atlanta being Strider and Freed over the top two for LA being Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who has not pitched an MLB. Very unproven. Tyler Glasnow, who has had, who has barely broken 100 innings in the last five years. Walker Buehler, who's coming back from Tommy John this season. So, to me, it's 
Both bullpens are really good. I give the edge to Atlanta, but it's close. Both rotations are good, but again, I give the edge to Atlanta because outside, like Strider and Freed, outside of Freed's 23, hasn't really had injury concerns that prevented him or that that you made you think he was not going to be around for 150 innings, right? Outside of 23. Uh, And then in your lineup, I think Atlanta's one through nine is just deeper and more well-rounded. Maybe they don't have three MVP guys at the top in Betts, Otani, and Freeman, but Olsen and Riley are both top five finishers in MVP, and you've got Ronald Acuna Jr., who was the MVP. So it's almost as good as LA's top, and the bottom is much better. So I've got the Braves over the Dodgers in a vacuum on paper, simply because the depth, acknowledging that the Dodgers do legitimately have a really good farm system and Mm. are probably better prepared to replace one injured player because one, they platoon a lot, and then two, they have that bigger depth. But at the start of the year on paper, I think Atlanta's better. I think Atlanta's better just because of, not even the entire lineup, just because of five through nine. Yeah. And I mean, you have Michael Harris the second that, if Acuna did not play for the Braves, he would be a leadoff hitter for the Braves, if not a leadoff hitter anywhere else in Major League Baseball if he played for another organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's practically a 300 hitter right now. He's great on the base pass. He has great defensive skills. So, and he's our number nine. And and <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it's one of those it's one of those deals where when people start comparing lineups and comparing teams, the Braves, we talked about this on the pod last time. Strider said anything less than a world series is just unacceptable within this organization. And Murphy backed that up by saying we won over a hundred games last year. AA went out and made us better this year. So what I know they didn't win the world series. The people that are going to jump in the mentions that the Braves, you know, went one playoff series and out. I get that. I, I understand that. But as far as regular season last year, which some of you say, well, that didn't mean anything. Well, if you don't win in the regular season, you don't make the postseason. So that's how that works. So yeah. can't have one without the other. And so um, in the regular season last year, the fact that they were the best team in baseball, and now you have players within the organization that say, hey, we got better. That's That says a lot. So yeah, the edge is going to go to the to the Braves for me. Speaking of the Dodgers and Braves, and speaking of Michael Harris the second is uh, – Apparently, this little unfound friendship that nobody knew about has taken place between uh, Mookie and and Michael. And um, and you hear the fact all the time that they say that Mookie Betts is probably one of the premier leaders in all of Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. American and National League. And he has proven that by taking a rival and, and a center fielder, Michael Harris. And apparently, they visit a lot. They chat quite often. Yeah, and it, it's something where, like, Mookie Betts is a really good role model. Like, I, I absolutely, there's much worse people you could go to for for direction on how to be a good baseball player than Mookie Betts. I mean, he, he is, as much as he is a rival, we don't like to talk about it, he is one of the better outfielders of this generation, Agreed. right? I mean, I mean, he's, he's won an MVP, he's been an All-Star seven times, he's won, uh, he's won two World Series, championships mm-hmm. uh, six gold gloves a batting title he's I mean he's been the overall defensive player of the year like he in both offense and defense is one of the best players in baseball and so if Michael Harris by spending time with Mookie Betts can get five percent better mm. then that's absolutely worth it and what's great about this is you don't have to in your head have the worries that 
Michael Harris is going to enjoy visiting Mookie out in LA and is going to end up, you know, signing with the Dodgers because yeah. he signed for the next decade. Exactly. And so, and so it's something where like, I, I have no issues with you hanging out with somebody from the Dodgers because it's Mookie, right? And, and getting better that way. And honestly, I would rather you learn from a guy like Mookie Betts, somebody who physically isn't as imposing as a lot of other players, but still has great power production and everything because he's so fundamentally sound. I'd rather you learn from somebody like that than learn from somebody who, you know, has just kind of always gotten by on natural athleticism and doesn't really put in the work. We know Mookie puts in the work. He mm. moved to second base last year to help them. He played shortstop for the first time in like a decade last mm -hmm. year and was good at it. Uh, and also, he's not a member of the Mets or Phillies. And so like, <laughs> it's just it's just really easy to be like, yeah, you know, it's is it it's probably weird to some older baseball fans who are like, you're going to one of your rivals and like hanging out with them. It's different now. It's just 2024. It's the money's too serious to mm. hate, you know, teams and hate random players like that. I'm I'm totally fine with this. I love it honestly for Michael Harris. I do too. I mean, you got a constant professional and somebody like Mookie that, as you said, has done everything the right way. He doesn't have off the field issues. Nope. He doesn't have clubhouse issues. He doesn't have issues with management, no matter what team he's ever played for. You never hear somebody go, yeah, he's a problem. That's never going to happen. So uh, I think it's great. I'd, I'd be interested to see. I'd, I'd love to see how that all started, whether Mookie reached out to him, whether he reached out to Mookie or how that uh, began. But uh, good for Michael Harris II. Also trying to grow himself as well. I just thought about the whole thing. Like, he's already gotten paid, right? Like, Michael right. Harris already got paid, and he's still – you know, seeking out other players to try to get better at what he does. And that that is the big thing. And I think one of the big differentiators that Alex Anthopoulos has shown is they properly evaluate the character of these guys, the clubhouse of these guys and all of that before they sign them to extensions. Because we, we, we both know of players, you sign them to that deal, they're shutting it down. They got yeah. it. They got paid. They're not, they're going to just kind of coast and just do play the game. And Michael Harris is grinding, trying to get better, even in the offseason. I love it. It's absolutely awesome. You guys can find out more of the information, Braves Today and BravesToday.com. Lindsey's got articles going up. You heard he say he's got another one going up fairly shortly. So head over and check that out. Also, go buy some coffee. PlainsCoffee.com, promo code BRAVES. Get your 10% off. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Lindsey, as always, I thank you, brother. Thanks, buddy.